This is Papa Crap, episode 115. To episode 115 of Pop and Crap. I am Paul French, and guys, I was watching a show that is like set in Texas today. And if I call you guys y'all, please <laughs> understand. <laughs> oh, how very cultured of you, sir. Uh, my name is Scott Hollows, and I did not watch such a show, so I have no excuse for making that mistake, which will undoubtedly happen nonetheless. Anyway, 115. That's exciting. That's a that's highway country. Yeah. Or highway up. We are joined tonight by two friends, friends of the show, longtime uh, 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 pals, and uh, and and uh, very popular previous uh, guests. Um, <laughs> this is me sucking up to already make sure you try to come back again. <laughs> uh, we're joined tonight by our friend and Suzanne. Hello. Hi. Because it's time for another one of them trivia showdowns. I didn't go back to check, but I feel like there's a, a, a hot streak of non-winning for uh, a couple of us. I believe we've had some rough go-rounds. <laughs> well, I've only done it once, but I do recall I did not win. So. Uh, yeah, see, well, she, I, I'm here to tell you, she gets mad when she doesn't win, so... Uh, <laughs> You guys are in trouble now because there's blood in the water. No, no you always over you always overhype me, and then it's like there's this expectation, and no, it's better to just you know keep the bar low and hey, I'll try my best. <laughs> I'm just excited because when you try your best, you do better than I do. So I think well, that's a... that's that low bar again, though. So. <laughs> Oh, I'm the low bar this time? Nice. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Shots fired! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sharper than I look. Uh, so we, we will be playing uh, in pairs again, and uh, uh, Suzanne will attempt to carry my butt across the finish line. There you go. I will try. <laughs> and Murray uh, and Paul will team up again. Uh, God help us. Right on. Is there, a, is there a coin toss? How are we? Uh, how are we doing this? Uh, why, why don't we let them start it off, uh, uh, Murray? They, let them choose. Sure. Oh, sure. sure. So we're asking first, or we're you're you're deciding whether you want you to be choose. asked or. Oh, uh, uh, will we kick off or will we receive? Exactly. Sure. Yes. <laughs> um, I like the idea of you know being the home team and bottom of the inning. So they, we can ask them first, I think. Okay. I right. love it. Would you like to, to uh, kick this off here? Um, sure. Where, where are you, where are you drawing your questions from this evening? So um, I have the trivial per- pursuit genus five edition, which I believe was published in the very early two thousands. Oh, nice. And oh. I have a couple of music books uh, that I will try and pull questions from as well. But let's see. Okay. Um, oh, uh, can well, okay. The questions I'm asking from the Trivial Pursuit are all arts and entertainment. Okay. But, you know, some of them might be like books and stuff. Like, is that okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, can we do books? books? Yeah. We, uh, we, we, we read a stuff. We're group here, but occasionally we do a little reading. Especially if it's okay. All right. 
We'll soon find out, won't we? Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Although this question is not from a book. Which Spice Girl won the race to become the first Spice Mom? Ooh. Oh. I like this. <laughs> okay, so the Beckham Chicky has got at least two kids, and one is teenagery dating age, according to National Enquirer. <laughs> See, you do read. Of course <laughs> I do. I read that. Um, so that's what, Victoria? She's posh, right? I think so. I, I... She's definitely posh. Yes. She's definitely Victoria. You two I, trying to navigate Spice Girls is my new favorite thing in the world. Oh, seriously! <laughs> like, I, you know, my my first my first thought was Baby Spice, just because you know, <laughs> baby. It's like in the name. <laughs> the highly suggestive name. Yeah. Uh, is that your final answer, gentlemen? But it doesn't sound like Paul's going to put up a fight for whatever you go with, Marie. <laughs> I I only know of the one that has kids, but that's only because she's you the know, only one it, that makes. My mine is just based on the name, so I, you know, it, <laughs> yours is definitely thought out more. Okay, let's go posh. You are incorrect, both of you. Actually, it is oh. scary. Spice Mel B was the first to have a child. Wow! Really? Huh. Oh, it's a nice start. Interesting. <laughs> I like this a lot. I'm thinking of pulling that audio and using it for a ringtone in the future. When we get <laughs> two of you debating whether or not Posh's name is Victoria. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. All righty. Uh, tell us where you're you're drawing your questions from, just so that everybody right, um, needs to know the the, the sure. fun sources we're dealing with. I am drawing from a box at the cottage called '80s, '90s. Question mark. Mm. Um, that's all I got. It doesn't even have a. I mean, I say I'm drawing from a box. I'm drawing from a elastic band. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever box it used to be in, mm. no longer. This it is the only like one that survived the purge. Cottage set. This is about as cottagey as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like movies, music, TV, sports, and. I think probably like a potpourri because it's got like a little green bug on it. Mm. I think we should stay in entertainment. Yeah, is that, are we allowed to request no sports? <laughs> sure you can. I, I, was, I was told there would be no math as part of the debate. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, then let's go with, I'm just going to go with the one that I think is the hardest on this one. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. Oh, Ugh. okay. What? Uh, no, who? Who directed The Green Mile? Steven Spielberg, Ron Howard, or Frank Darabont? Uh, Scott, was that Spielberg or Ron Howard? I think. Hmm. Do you know off the top of your head? I'm not sure. I, I, I isn't that one of the Spielberg Hanks team ups? I think so. Or is that not Spielbergy? Well, that's the thing. It's not Spielbergy, but uh, who's the, who the third name? Frank Darabont, but I, I don't know. It's not him. I don't know who that is. 
Yeah, I know the name. Uh, and I can't recall one of his movies right now, but um, I think it might be Spielberg. Maybe I am. You know what? Maybe it's the Tom Hanks Spielberg connection that's messing me up and it's making me think Spielberg when it's just Hanks, but maybe it's Spielberg. Cool. Like that, that would be what I would guess, but not with great confidence. I feel like this is what the, the, we sound like the guys did last question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, the choices are Spielberg, Ron Howard, or Frank Darabont. Also, if it's Darabont, like, don't stop talking to me, but I'm pretty sure it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure it's Spielberg. Well, I mean, like, I'm like 65% sure that it's Spielberg. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, let's go Spielberg. Damn the torpedoes. Mm, now I have doubts, but... I okay, know. well, hang on then. <laughs> ah, uh, it, I don't know I who the third one is, so I can't figure that out. I do not believe that is Ron Howard. Okay, well, then let's say Spielberg. You saying that makes me feel better. But I don't you know. You share the blame. Okay. Yeah, it's safe now. I'm, I'm, I can, I'm here for all the blame now, so... Okay, we're, excellent. We're going Spielberg with, like, 20% confidence. Sure. Well, Scott, you are wrong. It is Frank Darabont. It is the third guy who also <laughs> did. Uh, uh, he also did Shawshank. Ah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that sounds. But you know what? I think it's the Tom Hanks Spielberg connection that messed me up on that. Yeah. But I, well, anyway. Yeah, that, that's the that's the trick, though. It is that it it's it ends up being the Stephen King connection that is the. Uh, that is the thing because he had a run of doing, maybe he did like a bunch of uh of Stephen King like he did Shawshank then he did the Green Mile then he did uh, the Mist and uh yeah still a lot of those it's madness mm. but yeah All right. right he's not a household name like a Spielberg but I know the name I just didn't know him for that yeah and yeah I couldn't figure out what he'd done so i was you may as well have just said you know bob <laughs> <laughs> all right bob, okay all right yeah. well that hurt uh all right not shaken, slightly stirred <laughs> uh here we go uh i am doing the 80s edition okay. because awesome. we are still mid-renovation at the house and every other box of cards is Buried somewhere downstairs and <laughs> completely inaccessible for uh, at least the next three weeks. Um, oh, well, here's a fun one for you. Entertainment. What Men at Work hit was the first number one title of the 80s to ask a question? <laughs> Who can it be now? Totally. Now, is that your answer or are you just doing like a whole who's on first thing where you <laughs> that's correct there's a point yeah. on the board for the lads <laughs> don't say I'm not kind to you there you have it alright um, so we can go general movie knowledge marvel movie knowledge or <laughs> which of these things doesn't belong oh. <laughs> well if we go marvel then, then Scott will know I won't but he will uh, other than that, I'm good with either. Uh, do Do you want to do? He He was uh, He was bragging about this. Which of these doesn't belong earlier? So I'm a little curious about that. Mm, okay. <laughs> let's 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 start there. Okay. 
which of these doesn't belong? Monica Geller, Artie Bucco, Pacey Witter, Christy Plunkett. I only know two of those names. I think this is yours, Scott. You know more TV. Uh, Pacey. Well, it Monica. sounds like it. I mean, Monica, Pacey, and Christy are all cast members of TV shows, but is that what we're supposed to be? Like, three of those are characters from sitcoms. Or no, two of those are Not sitcoms, no. One's a drama. Are, <laughs> do you know the fourth name at all? Like, what was the do you recognize the fourth name? Monica Geller, Artie yep. Bucco, Pacey Witter, Christy Plunkett. I don't know Christy Plunkett. Is that the Christy Plunkett from, uh, from no. Mom? Oh, uh, Mom. The current TV show. Aren't are these questions reason enough for us? I I, I I made them. I came up with the questions oh. this morning. So, <laughs> so Artie Bucco rings a bell, but I'm probably wrong about that. Artie Bucco, Artie. Could be anything. The Artie Bucco thing is I'm finding weird. Uh, three of them are characters in TV shows: uh, CBS, NBC, and CW. One's a drama, two are sitcoms. Uh, I feel like it would really help when you were with a person. I, I will tell you that all four of them are characters from TV shows. Yeah. Oh, good. So maybe only one of them is a comedy, but that seems, I don't know. But you said one was for mom, and that's a comedy. Yep. Um, well, then why did you say two dramas and one comedy? Because Friends is a comedy. Comedy is one drama. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out if they've done a movie together or something. We're, we're figuring out which one of those four doesn't belong. Doesn't belong to what? <laughs> right. That's the group. That's, Three of them have yeah. a link. That's the, the, that's the point fair. of the question, Scott. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out the link between them when I don't know who one of them is. Yeah. So at the moment, three of them are TV stars, but you've now said that the, the fourth is a character as well. Uh, so I'm Trying to look for some other link, like are they all in screen together? But are like three of them cable and one of them network, <laughs> or or shows that are currently on versus shows that don't run anymore, or uh, I don't know what else. Well, that's true. Which one doesn't belong? Christy Plunkett's the only one on the TV series that's still going, except that she left. Except the TV that she's series. not on the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so is it the only cast member who was on the show all the way through? Did did Pacey leave Dawson's Creek? Did he leave the creek? I don't know. Uh, Anyone leave the creek? Come on. I mean, ultimately, yeah, they all yes. left the creek, but the cap the cameras followed them away. <laughs> well, yeah, Jen left and came back. I not that I even watched that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, this is this one's on you, Scott. I don't know enough about. I'm. I am good and lost on the whole. <laughs> Artie, Artie, what? Artie Buko. Buko, Artie. What the hell show has somebody named Artie on it? Sounds like a New York kind of name. Right? Like, are we... It's like, you know, some fourth-generation spinoff of some procedural? Yeah. Uh, shitballs. 
Didn't I say you'd be begging me for uh, lyric questions again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this revenge for that? Not, oh. not remotely. <laughs> I came up again. I came up with these twelve hours before I knew that you didn't. I mean, I already wasn't going to use that book because I had these. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this whole making up questions thing. Yeah, what? I feel safe. <laughs> it's like you can gear them a little bit toward your opponent's weaknesses. I'm trying, I'm trying to pull cards out that aren't ridiculously easy, and I'm still giving you throwaway questions, and then you counter with this thing. I that's I, okay. Mine are going to be really easy. Okay. See, I, I have Excellent. to. I have to bring balance to the force. That's right. right. That's right. I have. No idea. Should we just say there's two of them that are sitcoms? So should we just say three comedies and a drama? Yeah. So it's Pacey doesn't belong because he's in a drama, and he's a That's dude. Our <laughs> I think Artie's a dude too. Artie yeah. might be too. Yeah. Um, I. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. All right. Go ahead, Paul. Okay. So. All four of them worked in restaurants, but Monica, uh, Pacey, and Artie, who was the guy who owned the restaurant Vesuvio in The Sopranos, they all cooked in the restaurant, and Christy no. waited tables. No, 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 no. It's true. Too obscure. I Come on. You asked a Spice Girl question. Come on. <laughs> that's what Trivial Pursuit had on the card. <laughs> I'm putting one asterisk down for that. All right. Uh, I think we're back to you. Yes, yes, yes. So okay. feel free to flip through and pick as difficult to find. Yeah. Yeah, I think I made uh, it. Bring it. <laughs> You know, okay. fate needs a fate needs a little hand to make sure that it's you know fair and balanced. <laughs> All right, Scott, you might appreciate this question, even though you do not have to answer it. I'm already what... excited. <laughs> what TV drama series debuted with the case of the restless redhead in 1957? 1957. They yeah. really would have known there was a redhead because they were told. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe she was the victim. We don't know. The Would only that be like Perry Mason. I think I think so too. That's that's the only thing that I could think of. <laughs> mainly mainly because it's the only show I can think of uh, that wasn't. You know, it, it's definitely not the Honeymooners. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like I Love Lucy to me, but. Oh, uh -huh. maybe <laughs> the case. No, don't don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. <laughs> it's the case. All right, all right. I'll go back to uh, Perry Mason. That's the only thing I've got. Yeah. All right, fine. It's Perry Mason. <laughs> That's the only cop show you can think of. In fact, what about Dragnet? No, it's the. It, it, I I don't know what they titled their their uh, their titles, but I. Used to watch a lot of Perry Mason. <laughs> okay, all right. And, Here's the and, fun part on my score sheet. Uh, you're you're under a column called PM, and the answer was Perry Mason. Oh, Ooh, we were destined. To it's get all that coming one. together. Like I'm going full murder wall over here. I'm getting up the yarn and the push. <laughs> <laughs> something, yeah. something crazy's happening. I'm gonna start I'm looking for harder questions. Too. That's awesome. Aliens, man. <laughs> uh, okay, hit us again, Murray. 
Got a little softball right down the middle. All right. Which TV show was the most popular series from the 80s? Cheers, MASH, or The Cosby Show? How do you define popular? I love it. Um, like best ratings for long, longest running? What, what does that mean? Highest ratings? I would go by ratings, ratings, probably. I mean, I think that conventional wisdom says it's The Cosby Show. It had the most for the longest, but if you're going highest ratings for the longest time, the final episode of MASH was the highest rated. That was just one episode. And it didn't run that far in the 80s, right? It wrapped up in 82. It would have wrapped up pretty early in the 80s. Yeah. Cosby Show would have run through most of the 80s. Yeah. I, my, my gut reaction is Cosby Show. Unless you're measuring on highest viewed episode, in which case we say MASH. No, I wouldn't say that. No, because they're not saying episode. They're saying series, right? Yeah. So okay. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't say MASH for that. Then, then let's go Cosby Show and then find out again it was the third guy and we were arguing about the wrong right. <laughs> two again. Wait, that was the third guy. It was the third choice. That's true. All right. Let's say Cosby Show. Look at that. You're using double whammy logic there. And it is the Cosby Show. Hey! <laughs> when, when, that's the when in doubt pixie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was based on knowledge. Come on. Yeah, yep. it, it was a very good argument, and you managed to make sure that I didn't talk us out of the right answer. <laughs> yeah. I felt pretty comfortable with that. Left my own devices, I probably would have written in a fourth answer. <laughs> instead, that was a trap. <laughs> the overshadow, yeah. Oi, oi. Uh, is this back to me now? Yep. Okay. Yeah, man. I'll eventually learn the order just in time for the episode to be over. There you go. Um, <laughs> What 1988 Mel Gibson movie did USA Today call Easy to Swallow? What? Oh my. That sounds like a loaded question. Doesn't it? 88. What so. 1988 Mel Gibson movie did USA Today call Easy to Swallow? I like that. That's good and hard. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Wait, hey now. <laughs> it is not that kind of podcast, young lady. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Our viewership just went up. Like, I'm sure you like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. listeners out there now. You should hear what they're talking about. Yeah. You made Graham's commute. <laughs> um, okay, so Lethal Weapon was 87... So it's not that, and and it's well before he did that Jesus movie, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this is after that was. Um, oh, it's Tequila Sunrise. Because uh, <laughs> that'll go down easy, easy to swallow. <laughs> you are sure, let's correct. Go with that you. Bastards. You, you, you know, because <laughs> then the next year it was another le lethal weapon. So, yeah. Um, was that Michelle Pfeiffer that was in that with him? Yes, it was. And, and, yes. and Kurt Russell. Yeah. Right. That was the triangle. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Because that's what the song is about. Uh, oh, nice. Well done. I, I, I never made, I honestly never made that connection. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> Cool. All right, we're back All to right. Paul's chance to kick All right. us again. So we got um, general movie knowledge or Marvel movie knowledge. 
Uh, I'm willing to take a chance on the general, but I know Scott will know Marvel, so. Uh, let's go general then. Well, no, but like, don't feel you have to include me if you know you're going to be right about something I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, fit, I'm I'm also a little nervous because Paul figures he's if he's going to do Marvel, he's going to make sure that he embarrasses me with it. So <laughs> I'm going to no. Still, I, are they? It's I've these got are questions it's, that they, you're reading from a card, right? Yeah, I've got. I've, it, okay. I've these are scenic cards. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I don't trust any question he makes up himself. Is <laughs> <laughs> very safe. Um, it, I'm assuming that we'll have time to do lots of both. So, um, okay, well, whatever. I'm good with whatever. Let's do it. Let's do a general. Okay. All right. Who at age 15 was voted most likely to end up in the electric chair by his classmates? Was it Sylvester Stallone, Stephen King, Adam Sandler, or James Woods? Well, based on what we know about their personalities now, I want to say James Woods. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, um, Maybe his classmates had him figured out. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of ways you could go with that, because did people know that Stephen King thought of creepy things when he was 15? Yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone was just kind of big meathead. Uh, and wait, who's number three? Sandler? Adam Sandler. Sandler. Sandler, like, yeah, because, like, this is probably a guy who never passed a class in his life. <laughs> uh, you know, because he was busy goofing around. I don't know. What do you think? It, it feels like another one of those coin tosses where... Yeah, it could be, go a lot of ways. Easily. Um, oh, to the James Woods one. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that could easily be the red herring because, you know... It's like, or Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) I really think that, oh, but wait, maybe that's just to protect us from another answer. Um, I I think it's Stephen King or Woods. When were these cards written? Um, Let me look at the bottom here. Um, Hang on. Uh, you're not using the cottage system with the rubber band that's been retied twice. <laughs> no, but it doesn't have a, they, like the Marvel one has a copyright date on the bottom of it. This mm-hmm. one, this one does not. Um, okay. I don't think. I, I mean, it's a DVD game, so that puts it of a certain vintage. Right. right? <laughs> okay. Um, right. But uh, I um, like it's something that I got maybe 15 years ago. Okay, because like back then, James Woods would be the difficult. You never expected an answer because people didn't know how much how crazy him he was. was. Yeah, which makes me think. Well, then that might be it, because it might be you know purposely difficult, trying to trick us kind of question. Mm-hmm. But there are good reasons for it to be the others too. If it's like this, if it's like a straight ahead, if it's if it's doing if it's channeling the the Trivial Pursuit vibe, I feel like the answer is Stephen King. The question is, was he writing creepy stories back then? Which we don't know and probably can't know without cheating and looking it up on Google. I was going to say, you distract them and ignore them. (laughs) (laughs) Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Yeah. I don't know. Is this, I maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we just throw one to the wall and hope it sticks because really none of us has... I don't think we have a compelling argument one way or the other. Okay, so you want to say Stephen King? Sure, and I'm pretty sure that it could turn out to be one of the other two just as easily, the ones we've already Right, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, can okay. we call a friend? We have a 50 50. <laughs> Everybody knows that 50 50 is the worst of the. Uh, yes, of you the always lifelines. get rid of 50 50. Well, we like, could trade it and ask Jimmy Kimmel, but. <laughs> always a better way to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do the Stephen King route. How could we possibly go wrong? <laughs> All right. Mm. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because he's written a lot of stories about people going into the electric chair. The fact that you said it would make sense means that we're already wrong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's... it's Just ripped the Band-Aid off already. So it's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> they give no reason really? why. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It could have been any of them. It totally it could have been. been any yeah, of them. Absolutely. Except maybe Sandler, because, you know, he was just dopey. He was just dopey. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know enough about the classmates to understand why they would vote that way. That's so, right. You know, because <laughs> you know, Sand- Sandler was like, you know, skipping class to go over and work on the uh, on the Cosby show. And because uh, he was Smitty. That was a safe place for anyone to be as a young person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he's male. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a dude. The, yeah. It's not the boys that had to worry. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, he was uh, he was one of Theo's friends. He was Smitty. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> was he the one that got leukemia or something? No, no. That was, no. Uh, what's his name? With the face. Uh, what's his name? His, yeah, Cockroach. Yeah. No, Cockroach? No. Yeah. I didn't know anybody got leukemia, but the only friend I can name is Cockroach. Oh, yeah. He was a friend, but one of his friends got uh, sick, was in the hospital, and Theo wouldn't go to visit him because he was afraid oh, to go Oh, yeah, that's him. right. I don't oh, think I it was see. Smitty. Um I thought yeah. it was uh, uh, five bullets. Andy. I have another sitcom teenage boy's friend face in my head, but I actually don't remember what show he's from. <laughs> so, see how they all kind of blend together? Yeah, totally. <laughs> hmm. yeah, I don't Starting know. with Skippy. Oh, Skippy. yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. All right. He doesn't Wait. blend into anyone. <laughs> Skippy's just Skippy. Skippy's just Skippy. <laughs> um, where are we now? I've totally lost track. Who's asking whom? Am uh, I asking? Or are you asking? The last question was, was the um Tequila Sunrise one. Oh. Oh, that was me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so me now. Okay. Yeah. So um I'm gonna give you a multiple choice, I guess. This no. is from one of these music books. Okay. So, bearing in mind the time frame is, uh, well, from whenever the MTV Awards started to 1993. Okay. Who won the most MTV Music Awards? I will give you three choices. Yeah. You two, Michael Jackson, or Madonna? Oh, I would love for it to be Madonna, but it's probably Michael Jackson. Because it would have been the time, right? Because this is up to 1993. Correct. And it's any award? Yes. The most MTV Music Awards. So he'd have all those video awards and then people like his singing and then blah, blah, blah. It's him. It's him. Yeah, I, I think I think it's got to be. Is that your final answer? Yes. It is Madonna. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He may have gone on to win more after that, but at the time. So there's a top nine list. Yeah. Uh, Madonna with 12, Peter Gabriel with 11, Aha with eight, REM with seven, Michael Jackson with five, 
Herbie uh, Hancock with Bob five. Eight. Don Henley with five. You two with five, and NXS with five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was eight. that one video, I guess. The uh, oh, and I think they, they got, got some eight for awards for that one. Hunt, well, <laughs> I was gonna say I think they got some for Hunting High and Low. You know the one where they all turn into animals. Yes. No. I love that song. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. That might have got some one. as well. Yeah, and they have. Then what kind of Aha fan are you? I'm, I'm starting. I only know the legitimacy of the MTV Music Video Awards. Well, uh, well. just now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, now, oh wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This show making fun of awards shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, good point. Uh, celebrity hey, hey. reach around theater. <laughs> uh, righty. Bring it, bring it, Murray. Uh, I have got a movie question. What was the third movie in the 80s to star Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, and Danny DeVito? Okay, so I know the three movies. It's just a question of the order. So it's Romancing, well, the first one. Or no, Romancing the Stone, Jewel in the Nile, and then War of the Roses. War of the Roses. Um, I feel like War of the Roses is the latest, but like we know it's not... We know it's not uh, uh, the first one. Correct, yeah, because that was their first one, uh, uh, Romance in the Stone. Yes. Um, so. so it's just which came first, Jewel of the Nile or War of the Roses? <sighs> I think you're right. I think it is War of the Roses. Remember, I watched that movie and, like, it triggered me and I bawled like a moron and my friends were like, are you okay? <laughs> and that was in high school. Um, it's good that we can... We can uh, uh, Benchmark time dates by the emotional scarring. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Well, the funny thing is, so my parents split up after 18 years of marriage. And in the War of the Roses, they split up after 18 years of marriage. And then two of my brothers divorced after 18 years of marriage. So, like, if anybody makes it past 18, I think they're safe. <laughs> I'm coming up on 17. But, yeah, so it was like 18. And yeah, I mean, there was more in the movie that was upsetting. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was... I'm pretty sure. Well, I know that the question is. I think I was in high school for both Jewels and Isle and War of the Roses, but I do think War of the Roses was after. It's, what do you think, Scott? Is I, good I, with that? I'm inclined to agree, and it feels that mm -hmm. way because I. But I I don't know if it's just because I saw that one last, like it's right. my own personal history. I right. experienced that one chronologically third, and maybe I just you know was at the age where I wasn't going to go and see a movie about. Uh, couple divorcing before I went and saw the sequel to the movie about the couple right. around the jungle. Uh, right. But I'm inclined to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this one. Ride or die. Or the roses. Although, although oh. I also acknowledge I could totally be wrong. Well, no, I'm not saying like, let's change your answer. I'm just saying like, you know. Every time I commit to the answer with you, you, <laughs> you do a 180. I don't like to be cocky. What can I say? <laughs> I'm, I'll be cocky for us. I think it's where the roses. Okay. All right, go for it. You are correct. It oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now, Scott, you can even take the credit if you want. You can be like, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten through 18 minutes as a team if we got that one wrong, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Holy crap. Out. Yeah. All right. <gasps> Yay. Okay. Okay. Am I in here for anybody else, or is it just me? <laughs> okay, I am warm, but here we go. All right. Uh, turn, returning to entertainment from the 80s. 
Which of the nine Robert De Niro flicks released from 1980 to 1987 earned more at the box office than it cost to make? Cool. <laughs> Not all of them. That's for sure. <laughs> Which um, of the nine Robert De Niro flicks released from 1980 to 1987 earned more at the box office than it cost to make? Oof. So are we talking more than one? No, you're looking for one. We're looking movie. for one. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he was. He was wow, he had a bad run. They're during that eight-year period. And they were, and there were a lot of them that were really good movies. Um, so it's from 1980. So that would have been um, Raging Bull, and up until 1989. 87. 87. Sorry. Okay. 80 to 87. That's wild. I'm surprised he kept getting work after that. Isn't it? I, I read well, that question and I thought, wow, that's fantastic. But they, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was like, like this. A lot of the Scorsese stuff. It wasn't designed to be big box office stuff. <laughs> yeah, but if you want the studios to green light, you still need to prove that there's it's, money to be made. It's still, it's still De Niro. <laughs> um. Oh boy! Oh, um, it, it, the Untouchables. It's got to be the Untouchables. The Untouchables. Yeah, sure. That was a big. <laughs> that was yeah. A, that was I eighty-seven. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Sure, cause. <laughs> yeah, I like I like hearing their their system. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because in there, he had, like, Once Upon a Time in America, which also starred James Woods. Um, and, and I don't think it was that, because it disappeared fast. Yeah, I, the, yeah. The nope, king of comedy. He wasn't an Ishtar, right? No, no. And that, and that was, and that, yeah, exactly. That was, Here's uh, a fun fact. Not a lot of people know this, but uh, James Woods was not voted most likely to end up in the election. Hey, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I, I think of of yeah yeah I I'm I'm gonna stick with my uh... okay, Untouchables it is. Ah. Untouchables is correct. Because it was big, your little yeah. microphones. <laughs> All right, at this point, uh, for those of you keeping score at home, it is four to two. Uh, with an asterisk on that connection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with an asterisk. Oh, so so we get to put asterisks because we don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to bring my decoder ring to understand the question. So uh, I'll say them slower you'll... next time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, Paul's turn to ask a question. All right. We got general movie knowledge. We got uh, which one of these doesn't belong, or we got Marvel mm-hmm. movie knowledge. Okay, well, I'm not doing the doesn't belong thing anymore. <laughs> well, you're, you're going to be forced into it soon. So <laughs> uh, let's do that Marvel one, just because yeah. maybe, maybe we need the points. All right. Two-time Tony winner Donna Murphy appears in oh. Jade, Star Trek: Insurrection, and The Door in the Floor. But in what Marvel movie does she appear? What? <laughs> So when you say Marvel, <laughs> you're not saying Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is very early on. Um, 
Say the read the whole goddamn mess again. <laughs> it's just Donna Murphy. What was she in? Yeah. Who, who, who the hell's Donna Murphy? Two time right? Tony yeah. winner, Donna Murphy, sir. Oh, Scott, that that explains it for you. Now oh, you know. that Donna Murphy. I thought you meant the one that played Artie the Cook. Um, <laughs> and, and she was also in Jade and Star Trek Insurrection. And the door in the floor. Mustn't forget the door in the floor. Jade, Star Trek Insurrection, the door on the floor. And what's the what's her what's the woman's name again? Donna Murphy. The most bland, nondescript North American name for anybody born in the 50s, 60s, or yeah, 70s. I mean, that you, you could possibly think of. You couldn't yeah. find like Sally Smith to make the Googling easier? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just picked out the card and read the first question on it. So I am. Oh boy. Um, it's, she's Tony nominated? Tony winner, sir. Two oh. times. One Three would times. assume that she was nominated at least twice, perhaps more. <laughs> Donna Murphy. So this puts us into uh, it puts us into like one of the X-Men movies or um, early Spider-Man or Blade or um, Daredevil. I'm I'm just randomly thinking she played Alicia Masters in Fantastic Four. <laughs> Final answer? I'm uh, sure. I, I'm just grasping at straws here. I'm I'm guessing Fantastic Four, but I got nothing to hang that on. I, okay, Tony implies, you know... Dancing, singing? Yes, theater, background. And... Or does it imply Tony Stark? Mm. <laughs> no. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, I'm leaning Fantastic Four. I don't know why. I got nothing beyond just that the one I'm picking. Do you have any other thoughts? Me, I. <laughs> As as Luke likes to say when uh, you know people are arguing around, and I'm not in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. All I, you, Scotty. Losing it on yeah. my own. Um, I'm gonna go with Fantastic Four. The answer is Spider-Man Two. What In which she played Rosalie Octavius. <laughs> oh, oh okay, okay, yeah. That explains it. Well, I know the woman is now. Oh, I'm going to mute because my dog's about to explode. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Exploding dogs. Uh, although, did I keep forgetting? Did I? Well, Scott asked the last, or no, I did. Right? It's his turn to ask. Uh, if he's if he's indisposed, I can. Yeah, yeah. No, go I, ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, go it ahead. comes to you because you can go after Paul. So okay. Oh, oh, no. okay. Look, at, look at that. He's figured right. out the whole yeah, system. Yeah, I'm good, learn it. <laughs> I am now going to turn to my billboard book of number one hits. Oh, get him. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like pick a song and then get them to say what year it was a number one hit in. Jesus. But I'm not gonna pick an easy song oh, no. or an easy decade. Oh, this is where we 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 uh we Revenge make up a point time. in the second half. Yeah. All right. In what year was the uh, rare instrumental song to hit number one? P. 
pick up the pieces, number one, in February by the average white band. What year did it hit number one? Oof. <laughs> so so you could really rub salt in the wound by giving them, like, three years to choose from. I thought about that, but I don't want to be that nice. Some, you know, throwing a dart at a wall. <laughs> I mean, I could. Boy. Maybe okay. so right. with our luck, it's, he'll actually narrow it down. Yeah. It's early it's 70s. instrumental. And it's early 70s. Yeah. Early 70s. Because um, Hamish Stewart was in that band. He used to play with McCartney. And he started playing with him in the, uh, I guess, the early 80s. Hmm. So. What was the name of the song? Pick Up the Pieces. Pick Up the Pieces. Hmm. Hmm. It's an instrumental, but they do occasionally yell out, pick up the pieces. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. I'm starting to guess why they named it that. <laughs> <laughs> it it all makes sense, there. doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, if it's 70s, let's go with 70. I was gonna say seventy-six, but no, because that's the bicentennial year, right? Yeah, I think it's earlier. And that, than that doesn't sound really. I think it's earlier than that. The bicentennial was earlier than that. No, or you no, think the song no, is earlier? The song is earlier than that. I think the song is early, is, is early seventies. No, no, the bicentennial. I I don't know what you've been reading. <laughs> I just didn't think it sounded like a very bicentennial-ish song. So, are you yeah. saying that every song released in the bicentennial year made reference to the bicentennial? Because I yes. don't think that's how that happened. And they're and they're a British band, so <laughs> there you go. Oh, that they, would they be ironic. Oh yeah, they're from Scotland. Yeah, they all featured pipers and drummers though. <laughs> Piper, there's a Piper tune. <laughs> seventy three is my guess. No, mm, mm, yeah, nope, seventy two. <laughs> what is the? Is that the final answer? Do we have uh, concurrence? I don't. Over there I, I don't have a better answer. So uh, so let's stick. Let's stick there. You're incorrect. The year is 1975. Oh. So it's true that it isn't bicentennial enough, I guess. But, <laughs> but it was close. Bicentennial so adjacent. Close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Paul, that, that's how those feel. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. All right so back that's to back work. to me then. Oh, boy. Wait. How'd that happen? <laughs> I'm going to go with the TV question. What animated series featuring the gross featured the gross misadventures of a hyper chihuahua and a stupid cat? That's, uh, what's it called? Ren, not Renny and Stimp. Ren, Ren what's it and called? Stimp. Thank you. Yeah. That's what they are, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Ren and that. Stimpy. Final answer. All right. Woohoo. <laughs> oh. Four to three. Woohoo! We're catching Ooh. up. Ooh. Oh, it's so exciting. All right, <laughs> gentlemen. We're going back to the movies. All right. All righty. 
How many James Bond movies did Roger Moore star in? Oh. How many James Bond movies did Roger Moore star in? Okay, so was There's he in that moon one? Where yes, we find he was, he was in Moonraker, yeah. <laughs> and I know he was in Octopussy. Yeah. And Sex. he had to be in more than two. Sorry. So so let's let's if the card is printed before he stopped being Bond. That's going to be a good argument. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> so okay, so let's 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 start back. His first one was Live and Let Die. Okay. You know, the thing is, I have, like, the, you know, I have the whole collection downstairs. And it's like, <laughs> stay in your seat, young man. I, I, um, so if I just talk long enough, it's long enough. <laughs> <laughs> these, these headphones are not wireless, folks. Um, Spy Who Loved Me was the one with the cool car. Well, they all have a cool car, but that one what? had a really yeah. cool car. Um, <laughs> that down. I mean, they Was all do. But... Shot a guy, too, and then he said something quippy, and then kissed the girl. It's the one where he wears a suit. For your yeah. eyes only. And there's a woman with fine. big boobs. The girl had the double entendre name. Mm-hmm. Narrows it down. I think it was, I think it was seven. Sorry, seven what, movies, you think? He did seven Bond movies. Okay. Year in concurrence? Yes. Uh, that is correct, you bastards. <laughs> I, I had a correct. moment where I was like, wait, was View to a Kill the last one? And it was because then they had the Dalton years. <laughs> oh, we don't talk about those. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I believe that brings us back to you, Paul. All right, we got Marvel, General Knowledge, or over here. Which of these ones doesn't belong? <laughs> I'm good with General. All General right. Knowledge it is. Just remember, the track mar track record hasn't been that much better with these. Um, <laughs> with any of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why we're excited yeah. asked us a question. <laughs> <laughs> For which film did Robert De Niro win his first Oscar? Uh, was that Raging Bull or Taxi Driver? Which came first? Or was it neither? Or was did he win supporting for Godfather Two? No way. Did he? I don't know. I'm just well, maybe he did. I'm throwing this out because I don't know. Oh no, I'm I'm just I'm going along with you. There's a there's a point at which you put the needle of my brain down on the record of life and it's not <laughs> it's not necessarily starting with a lot of the uh, Oscar results in the 70s um, oh boy so did he I <laughs> I think those are our three options. I think it's Godfather 2 or Taxi Driver or Raging Bull. Or maybe he won for all of them. I don't know. But uh, it's just, yeah, which one was first? 
And it, 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 it's just Oscar, right? It doesn't say supporting or lead or anything. It's just, it, it's just which one gave him the first, his first statue. Okay. So it doesn't even, it doesn't even specify if it's an acting award. Ooh. He could have got one. For it's an acting sound. award. He did a while as a sound editor. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Listen, I believe that he was a key grip along there. I, I love that he's, uh, he's sowing doubt on his own side. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> he, had that, he had that stint as the best boy. Uh, okay. Okay, so what do we think? Do we, do you, do you think he won for Godfather 2? I don't, I don't know. I don't. No, I didn't really. Didn't, didn't they win a whole bunch, but Scorsese didn't get it, and that was the whole thing, was that. Yeah, but we're talking about De Niro. Yeah, yeah, but I, part of the insult to injury was that everybody else seemed to oh. pick one up. Yeah, this is like, we're talking, what, 73 or 4? I mean, do we, do we, we don't, this isn't knowledge that we've accrued <laughs> we ourselves. This is only trying to, yeah. We've had to Memories learn. of hearing people talking about it, but. Yeah. Uh, Which came first, the Raging Bull or Taxi Driver? I think Taxi Driver was first. I I agree. I think Taxi Driver came before both. And do we think that he won for Taxi Driver <laughs> and or Raging Bull? Maybe. I mean, maybe he didn't win for the first two. I don't know. I feel like yeah. we could talk about this all night. No, I'm not. I or maybe agree. it's a trick question, and he only won for the third one. You know, maybe he, maybe he won for his convincing portrayal of Boris in uh, Rocky Bull. <laughs> I'm almost certain he did win for Raging Bull. The question is just, was that the, the first, second, or third? Yeah, uh, I really don't know. This is <laughs> three-sided coin flips. Um, mm-hmm. I okay. We think Taxi Driver came out before, like uh, by a year or two. You know what? Because ugh, this is weird, but I think I actually remember being little and watching the Oscars at which he won for Raging Bull, or at least at which he was nominated. But I don't have a memory of him doing of of that. Like I remember Raging Bull being out, and I don't remember Taxi Driver being out. And I know our time, our memories play tricks at us when we're that little, on us when we're that little, but yeah. in my mind, Raging Bull came after Taxi Driver. And we think he won for Taxi Driver? I'm not sure. That one, I'm not sure. You'd think he probably did, but I don't know. I feel like he probably did. Is that the one that Jodie Foster won? Like, didn't she win super young? Or am I getting her mixed up with Tatum O'Neill now? She was in it, but she didn't. Did she win? That was the know. one where the guy tried the, the the assassination attempt was for her or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Lost the plot here. Um, to impress her, yeah. Should we just go taxi driver? And uh, split the difference. The <laughs> uh, okay. I I don't know. Uh, All right. Well. Let's say taxi driver then with like very little confidence. We we say taxi driver with twelve percent confidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. He did you you remembered correctly, Suzanne. He did in fact win um the uh the Oscar for Raging Bull. Yeah. And when he got home, he put it next to the one that he won uh, for the Godfather Part Two. Oh, 
So oh. you, so you said it. the one that he didn't win for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he should have. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> right. So we were just circling the runway. Yeah, yeah I was just, uh, I, and, I, and it was like, don't say anything. Let them, <laughs> let them talk themselves through it. <laughs> when you were yeah. quiet, I knew that we were in the ballpark and we were talking <sighs> in and out of it, much to your well, delight. Well, I mean, she, she said she said the right one first, like, and it was like, oh, stay out of this. <laughs> yeah, but I just, like, I don't, the Godfather movies, I, you know, wasn't into. I was too young for them when they were current and... I've actually never seen Godfather 2, so yeah. It's the best one. I know people say that. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, and mainly because of, of De Niro. Uh, but yeah, he did win Best Supporting for Godfather Part 2. So not only did you name it early, you also mm-hmm. had like exactly the right award, too. It was, uh, it was like, oh, I'm going to have to let them uh, fight amongst themselves. <laughs> did Pacino win for that, too? Like, Did he win Lead Actor? I don't remember. Um, I'm not sure that he did because I think it was, I, I think that was another one where, where it was ages before, um, Pacino won an award. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, is that Scent of a Woman? He I, I think, it, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was yeah. like, a, it, you know, this is the one he wins for. It's sort of the most right. over the top, um, you know, cartoonish performance. Yeah. And um, but I could be wrong. Maybe he did get well, some. some. Sometimes you win those lifetime ones without them officially. Well, being and life. that's that. You no, know, that is exactly it, right? Okay. Is is uh, yeah. I mean, it, it often does happen that uh, that uh, they're like, man, we, you know, I mean, um, what's it called? Um, Russell Crowe won for Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. uh, um, yes. uh, you know, so, so it was, it was like, eh, you know, that year, eh, that year was a little tough. And so, uh, and I always remember that that was like, you know, that year he won for uh, gladiator and Denzel Washington didn't get it for uh hurricane. And, oh. and, and, oh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the next year uh, Denzel gets the one for, for training day and, um, and, you know, and, and Russell Crowe had a beautiful mind and didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So so it was it was a balancing of the cosmic scales. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, so there we have right. it. Brings us All right. back to that Suzanne. That would be back to Suzanne, yeah. Yes, okay. Um, let me find her. All right. What was the longest running primetime drama series of the 1990s? Longest running primetime drama series of the 1990s. Um, Law and Order. Oh. Because it ran all of the 1990s. Any others would have started in the 90s, but it ran from, you know, like day one through, you know, day... You know, like through a few years after the nineties ended. Yes. Yeah. The only other thing I was thinking of was ER, but but ER didn't start until nineteen ninety four. Three. Ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. Not that I should be helping. Yeah. No. Well. Well. I knew it was. I knew it wasn't nineteen ninety. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be Law and Order. Yeah. It is. Woohoo! Boom, boom. Much... 
didn't think what it in the hour though, because I didn't watch Law and Order, but I did watch ER. <laughs> oh, I totally watched Law and Order, but it was off my radar. All I could think of was ER. But you're, yeah, you're right, because I would have been. I have memories of watching Law and Order in university. And yeah, it was... and, I, and I think for years I only watched Law and Order on A and E. So like, I don't think I ever watched a first run episode. <laughs> All right. ER was 94, by the way. Oh, okay. That far. Because it was the same. It was, yeah, yeah. It was just after I finished university, so. Because it was the same year as Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really? All right. Um, That brings us to me. Murray. Murray. All righty. What was the tip line for America's Most Wanted? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. I have no idea. idea. That's fantastic. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, America's Most Wanted. Was that... I gotta get my people right. I'm thinking of the mystery, but that's not him. Unsolved mystery. That's Robert Stack Frost. Somebody. Oh, right. But no, it's the other guy. It's the um, John somebody whose own kid was kidnapped or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I'm sure some catchy word, 1-800, you know, get them or something. <laughs> that would be seven numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly, right? Um, like 1-800-555-TIPS. Yeah, something like that, right? Well, right. except it wouldn't be 555, would be a real number. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, you've got the first four numbers right so far. Yeah, 1-800-BOOF. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. 1-800-HOT-TIPS. If you dial one nine seven six hot tips you get a totally different experience. <laughs> I'm positive it's a three-letter three word and a four-letter word. Make it nice and easy for, for the Americans. But, mm-hmm. but which, what would it, if it's not get them, what is it? Uh... I don't know. Oh boy. Unless it's four word, four letters and three letters, like call now, something. Right. Stop. Them? No, that's too many letters. Uh, I don't know. I have nothing. I I love all your answers. I <laughs> just trying to work it through. Yeah. But I'm not getting there. No, I'm pretty sure like the, the exact same conversation happened in the first pitch meeting when they were yeah. writing the show, and they were like, "We need a catchy <laughs> phone number. How about get them?" Oh, I like it. Yeah. Keep spitballing. Um, Whiteboard goes up. Everybody sends out for coffee. It's there, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if there is tips in there, um, unless that's like the crime stoppers number or something. Uh, we don't know. Call. It's like a crossword puzzle now. Call tip. Um, call. Maybe call now. now. I don't know. But that's so generic. Um, crime. No, I don't know. No, that'd be crimes. I don't know. I. Call now. Okay. Well, we're just guessing at this point, right? We're going. We're going. Call now. Call now. Okay. One eight hundred. Call now. 1-800-CRIME-TV. 
Oh, easy. That would have made it fit. I had crime in there, but I'm like, what's you this? Did. It's crime. <laughs> uh, how many times have I gotten close to the answer and not actually gotten it? We're splattering all over the runway with these. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So was this uh, was was that for America's Most Wanted? Yeah, yeah. Because at one point they also had AMW tips. AMW. Oh, really? oh right, right, right. Oh, but it was okay. different. It was like a one eight three three. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nobody called that. I'm so sure. It was a different hotline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Like that's just weird. I, I yeah. I don't know why they had more than one. It's weird. Well, that show was on forever, wasn't it? I feel like it was on. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Almost forever. as long as Law and Order. Almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, this classic. All right. Okay. Um, what state was the first Farm Aid concert held in? Mm. What state was the first Farm Aid concert held in? Kansas. That's a farmy state. <laughs> it's farmy. Thanks, nice adjectiving. And there's a band named Kansas. <laughs> Whoa, that's deep. Mm-hmm. Um, farm aid. That also would have worked as phone number. <laughs> yes, yes, it would. Mm. Yes. Um, I feel like all of the farming comes from Kansas. Does but also Iowa, like a lot of right. the, uh, like you know, potatoes. like potatoes. Yeah, like a, a lot of the sort of, um, and they would have wanted to put it somewhere that people would actually go. <laughs> <laughs> so so randomly judgy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, Like a, Pretty big trash talk for a guy from Guelph. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> Kansas, Iowa, Ohio. Is that like farmy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was there a place that was like decimated by drought, floods, locusts, something? So I always think of... Um... Well, I mean, all, all, all through the Midwest, really. <laughs> like, I remember hearing the words farm aid, but I got nothing to attach it to. Like, Oh, I remember watching it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um... Was it a bunch of country musicians? No, no. Well, I mean, there were some, but not all. Uh-huh. Kentucky, Tennessee. 
See, I feel like it would be in a, a more of like a um, more of a media center because it's it's raising money for those places, but not necessarily right, right, in right. their in their backyards. So Midwest. So. You got like Chicago, right? And then, and then you're still drawing on that community, but I think part of it is that you're also uh, kind of pulling you're, from that general yeah, yeah, vicinity, yeah, right? Because because everything's around there, like you know, uh, um, you know, because you got Wisconsin for like you know all the dairy farms there. Yep. Yeah, Chicago's not a bad. Let, let's Illinois it up. Okay. Chicago. Your answer to what state was the first Farm Aid health concert held in in Chicago? No, it's Illinois. <laughs> God damn it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. Thank oh, goodness, pause right. on geography. <laughs> And, and yes, it's, mo- it's mainly Chicago, because I know cause... so much. You named like five different states, and I was like, "This is great. They're nowhere near." This but it's fantastic. around. But they're all around that, right? Like that's the thing. And well, they got to go someplace where they've got. I the... don't know American geography well enough to realize that you're circling the runway on that one and about to bring it on in. And that's why I always get angry when Jeopardy does a geography category. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little googling while you were. Uh, uh, mulling over your answer there, and uh, I, I am able to confirm that the farmer hotline was 1-800-FARM-AID. Oh, oh yes. was it? Oh, perfect. 1-800-327-6243. Well, I guess that screws my next question. Right? <laughs> uh, Paul. All right. All righty. So I guess I'm just going to draw a card then. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Hush falls over the crowd. Hush falls over the crowd, exactly. Who appeared in all of the following movies? At First Sight, Quiz Show, and Mighty Aphrodite. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I only know uh, Servino and Mighty Aphrodite, so unless she's the answer, I can't help you. (laughs) Uh, Is she in? Trying to figure quiz show. I mean, there's a Rafe Fines or whatever his name was, and the guy plays his dad. Who the hell was that? Shit. Okay, at first sight, we've got Clooney, Lopez, uh, Lopez's dad, the cop, there's I have no idea. Yeah. 
my only guess is Mira Servino. Let's go Mira Servino. And that would be correct. Oh, good. If it were the actual answer. No, it is. It is, yeah. That's that's the one she won. The Mighty Aphrodite is the one she won an Oscar for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, phew. She played, like, the wife in uh, Quiz Show? I don't remember. Going with a very general casting term here, but I don't recall her having an overly active role in that one. And I don't remember her in At First Sight at all. I don't even remember that that movie, period. So, <laughs> Unless I'm confusing. I was in Clooney Lopez thing. Is that not the right movie? No, that's Out of Sight. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it um, at first sight is uh, is her and Val Kilmer. Yeah, I have no clue what that is. Yeah, he's he's like um, oh yeah, he's the blind guy blind, who blind yeah. guy who can see <laughs> blind guy who can see yeah. well, who ends okay. up being able to see yeah. You wouldn't you love to be in that coked out pitch meeting? Okay, he's blind, but he can see. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. Uh, I think we're into final jeopardy here. We'll go uh, okay. one more round about the table, and we'll put you right. in a position to yeah. catch them. <laughs> so, well, okay. Since they have a comfortable lead, I want to throw a difficult question their way, but I hard to know. Kick me in the nuts. How difficult is difficult enough? Because this, hmm, I'm okay. So this has to do with Woodstock, and I'm going to get you to name a certain number of performers at Woodstock. My, I just have to figure out what number I think is hard enough oh. to require from you, <laughs> and I'm going to require that Murray provide at least one of the answers. Oh boy. Damn. Um, while while this will be interesting because you know while they were in attendance, I, I don't really know how much they retained of that. <laughs> this, by the way, is the original. <laughs> yes, not in the, 1969. Not, not the uh, the mud fest in no. uh, in 1994. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not rape stock. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So okay, Scott, do you think five is too easy? Or not really, which would mean four for Paul and one for Murray. Or do I do like do I make a name more than that? Uh, we can do like an even half dozen just to watch them squirm. Okay, all right. So I'm pretty sure they'll do it. I'm that it'll add more entertainment if they have to work a little harder for one extra one. Okay, okay. And like I said, Murray must provide at least one answer. All right, Murray, give totally. yours first. <laughs> Murray, I think you should name as many as you can. I, I think so, too. Yeah, you can provide more than one, of course. I think you should swing for the fence, buddy. It's your time to shine. Have I missed the question? All I know is I have to give an answer. What's yeah, to who performers at Woodstock? Who was at Woodstock? Who, who performed who at Woodstock? performed at Woodstock? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, mm, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I am correct. I'm sure that's correct. I just don't see it on. Oh yes, okay, yeah. It's 100 correct. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know he did. Yeah, looking on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ugh, Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, I don't think they did. No, nope. what? That's totally. They were at Monterey. The list right before this is Monterey, but mm. they were not at Woodstock. 
Um, so wait, does that make does that mean they're wrong? No, no, like, no, no, no. Paul can still make his contributions. All right. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to start naming out bands and Paul can yes or no me. Um, <laughs> the Beatles, were they still around? No. No. I mean, they Rolling were still Stone. around, but they were not there. That's not their scene. It's not Rolling Stone's scene. Um, hippie <laughs> bands. See that? Ugh. Uh, well, I got Jimmy. Yeah, um, yeah. You, yeah you, okay. you fulfilled the requirement. Totally. Oh, I, another <laughs> one that we must always point out because this is one of my favorites. Sha na na. Yes, they were there. They, really? they, were, they were right before yeah. Hendrix. <laughs> wow. Ten years after with Alvin Lee, The Who. Hang on, let me go check the list. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, okay, both correct. Yep, Johnny Winter. Yes. Jefferson Airplane. The Who. Uh, You already said The Who, but yes. Okay, you've met your, you have hit six. You have done it. But feel free to say more if you want us to all be blown away by your knowledge. I I, I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) I don't want to be that guy who spouts out CCR, Mountain, Grateful Dead, Canned Heat, Santana. Grateful Dead? I could have got them. And John Sebastian, that's right, the guy who sang the Welcome Back Cotter theme. Yeah. He is, is he also Canadian or was it just Garth Hudson? Who were in the band? Um, no, John Sebastian was with the Love and Spoonful before that. Oh, well, then who am I thinking of? Well, no, they're all Canadian except for um, LeVon, but John, oh, like um, okay, but is he Canadian, though? There's a Canadian connection with John Sebastian, isn't there? I don't know. I think he is. Oh, wait, this I can Google because it's not a question. <laughs> I think John Sebastian is Canadian. I think I think he's very New York. Oh. Yeah, okay. well, I, I, only only because I, I heard a, I, I heard an interview with him on Gilbert Gottfried's uh, podcast recently, and he is so New York it hurts. Did he do something with Garth Hudson? They're connected to me, Probably. to each other in my mind. Garth Hudson, okay, I googled that, and I've got Garth Hudson with John Sebastian and Paul Butterfield. So they did something. Well, they played no. all three of them played at Woodstock for for one thing. Um, no, like, seriously though, because they were all on the bill. Um, well, they might have done something together at that because it seems to. Like I, I mean, be it seems likely because I mean, again, they've been them. around forever. Um, he's the guy who played uh, harmonica on Road on Roadhouse Blues with the Doors. Well, anywho, I don't know why they're connected, but in my mind, maybe they were both like did cameos in a video or something. Who knows? Anyway, did anybody see Janis Joplin yet? No, but she was there. Yeah, didn't didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I was I was I had gone from my six to my asshole five, and right. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been in my complete dick eight. <laughs> But, Marie, you mentioned the Rolling Stones, and you said that's not their scene. You're correct. They were not there. But the following year, or no, the same year, but later in the year, no. When the hell, or was it January 6th? It wasn't was far they off were in. They were in another music festival that went horribly, terribly wrong. Altamont. Altamont. Do you yes. know that story? Mm-hmm. I do not. Oh. 
They so had they, they yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. A few months later they did a they set up their own festival at Altamont and hired the um uh, uh brain fart, what are they called? Hell's Angels. Motorcycle gang. Hell's Hell, Angels, yeah. thank you. <laughs> to be security. That went well. And that was not good. And uh long, so they like they ended up stabbing people and a guy got shot and killed. And then they made a very interesting documentary about it called Gimme Shelter, which uh anyway, that's it's that you can go down that internet rabbit hole, but yeah. um, that was they called that the end of the sort of free love Woodstock era was Altamont because suddenly all that ugly. Wow, I had yeah. no idea. That was the there, there's a couple lines about it in uh, uh, American Pie. <laughs> really? Uh, which ones? Um, no angel. Born in hell could break the Satan spell, and as the fire left his guy, so the devil laughing with delight. That verse-ish part, something and something about Jack Flash sat on a candlestick. Oh, okay. I'm like, where does it connect the Rolling Stones? Jack Flash. <laughs> there <Okay>. it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that that whole verse. Uh, right. Does anybody remember the episode of WKRP where they uh, referenced, or more than referenced, the, uh, the Who concert? Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, it was like surprisingly intense for WKRP. General admission. Yeah. They, they put that one together pretty quickly after the actual mm -hmm. event. I'm sure. Uh, I've got it here somewhere. <laughs> Where did it, did it go? Oh, that's a long song. Ah, um, this is riveting. <laughs> <laughs> we do our best. Well, uh, come on, Jack, be nimble, Jack, be quick. Jack Flash sat on a candlestick because fire is the right. devil's only friend. And as I watched him on the stage, my hands were cleansed and fished of rage. No angel born in hell could break that Satan spell. And as the flames climbed high into the night to light the sacrificial rite, I saw Satan laughing with delight the day the music died. I believe well, that whole Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's putting an awful lot on the Rolling Stones, though, to be fair. It was their show. <laughs> I know, but it's like, I mean, it was bad, but it they aren't the devil, for Pete's sake. Okay. Oh, no, no. It was the, <laughs> the event itself, and the angel born in hell is Hell's Angels. Like, Yes, that makes sense. Uh, okay. Anyway, that's, uh, that's enough of All right. theories with... Uh, <laughs> Paul and Scott are friends. Um, <laughs> hey, where are we? Who's turned to ask a question? To, uh, Wasn't that it? Aren't we done? Oh, didn't you a, start? It was a full round, right? No, you're right. We get the last question asked of us. Yeah, so right. I think it's... So that's me then? That would be you. All righty. What song by Simple Minds played during the opening and closing credits of The Breakfast Club? <sighs> that song, Don't You Forget About Me. There you go. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yay. Huzzah. They almost, no. Do, 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 do. Um, I recently heard about another band that turned it down, but now I can't remember who. Anyway. Yes. Somebody got asked and they passed. And that, yeah. that song was actually originally supposed to be by Billy Idol. Oh, that's who turned it down. Okay. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see it being a Billy Idol yeah, song. They were, because, uh, 
Keith Forsey, the guy, the, the producer who had it, um, was, uh, was, was originally trying to work it out with Billy Idol. They couldn't make it happen and because he, he ended up turning it down. So they gave it to Simple Minds. And so for Simple Minds, it's like, great, our best-known song is the one we didn't write. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All the money's going to somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, I just want to say one more obscure 80s thing before we move on. Um, I watched the Tina Turner documentary, and then we were rabbit-holing with Tina Turner um, videos and watched the video for Better Be Good, for, Better Be Good to Me. Yep. And this weird, funny-looking white dude comes on the stage and starts, like, kind of making weird hip thrusting motions. And I'm like, isn't that the singer for the fix? And, you know, sure enough, I Google it. And the singer for the fix is in Tina Turner's video, (laughs) which is the weirdest thing. But then I further Googled and they had the same producer, but it's like, that is a very random bit of 80s novel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you say the word, uh, you know, makes weird hip thrusting movements, you're describing some of our best wedding dance moves. Uh, well, podcast here. speak for yourself sir i'm feeling a little uh, called out by that but yeah. see I, i'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna stick with driving the bus <laughs> Sprinkler, stopping cart, starting the lawnmower <laughs> starting mail starting packages those are the ones i remember from my youth <laughs> The um, uh, I, I, I am going in this Final Jeopardy round with an actual Final Jeopardy question. Wait, no. That was the last question. Yeah. No. You oh, went okay. First. i got to find another one then. Or no. no. You went this... first. No, we went second. Remember I said I wanted us to be the home team in the bottom and beginning? Yeah, but that meant we asked the first question. Yes. And you asked. So the question we just answered a question. So you asked a question, and then, and then Murray asked a question, and then I asked a question, and then Paul asked a question, and that was the end of a round. Oh, see to me. Okay, I'm not distinguishing between you and me. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Round is four people, not two. Okay, I got it. I thought it just went by teams. Okay, I, I got it now. I understand. Um, Okay, so. This was a Final Jeopardy question from earlier this year. So if you watch Jeopardy, I'm going to be mad because you'll get this without even getting to the question. First released as a single in 1982, this song was re-released and charted again 17 years later and again 17 years after that. First released as a single in 1982, this song was re-released and charted again 17 years later and 17 years after that. 82... Was Tainted Love 82? No, it was 81. Yeah. So, um, 1982, 17 years later is 1999. And what was uh-huh. the last date? Well, 17, 17 years after, after that. that. So, 26. It's, it's 1999. Because of course, because it came out in '82, because it was on the same, it was on 1999. Then right. in 1999, of course it charts because it be it's 1999. And then in 2016, yep. he died. It's 1999. Ooh, perfect. You are correct. That is, congratulations, you are correct. Two of the three contestants got Final Jeopardy correct that night. Uh, we were not one of them. 
<laughs> we got stuck in a We Are the World loop. Oh, the, yeah, that was 85, though. Yeah. The re-edits yeah. and the, the re-releases and the alternate versions and stuff. And, yeah. The um the, there's there's a, a great podcast uh, called uh, uh, Your Hip Parade, and uh, he talks a lot about Billboard stuff, and like it's all about you know like this is what was happening this week in uh, in um uh, you know in on the Billboard charts and and so he'll kind of center the the show around that and I and I, I recall him mentioning this one because it's one of few songs that have uh, that have actually recharted it multiple times. Yeah, it was it was great. Of course, afterwards when you hear the way the clue is worded, seventeen years later, because heaven forbid they say nineteen ninety nine, and if you just do the math, <laughs> well, that's yeah. it. That's and that was that, that, said, yeah, like nineteen eighty two. Well, seventeen years later is nineteen ninety nine, and this voice in the back of my head went, "Well, we're fucked now." <laughs> it's only a matter of time until he hears what he just said. So that was that was that was the final Jeopardy from Jeopardy. That's uh, awesome. And speaking of final final Jeopardy, this is the very last question uh, from Paul. And Paul, I I know you put a lot of work into these. Which ones don't belong? So, if you want to, all right, bring Here it home with one of those four names, four names, four character names: Jules Cobb, Valerie Cherish, Oscar Madison, and Frank Barone. Oh. Uh, are they all somebody's dad? Because Frank Barone is Ray Barone's father, but that's the only one I know. So. Jules yeah, Cobb. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go through the names again. Jules yep. Cobb, Valerie Cherish, Oscar Madison, and Frank Barone. <gasps> Jules Cobb is Courtney Cox's character on Cougar Town, and. Um, Oscar Madison is um, uh, from uh, The Odd Couple, and I believe he's the one that was played by... Um, Oscar is Krug uh, there, Jack Krug, grumpy one, not Tony Randall. Yeah, but in the remake, he's played oh. by uh, uh, Matthew Perry. So we got two friends lined up here. Um like two former cast members of Friends. And then what are the other two characters? Valerie Cherish and Frank Barone. Frank Barone. That's got to be uh, everyone loves Raymond. Either his brother or his father, because that's the last name, is Barone. Is it? Yeah. And so is the other one like Lisa Kudrow's character on her show where she plays a shrink? Or I'm trying to time all together into a collection of yeah, makes sense. Uh, friends cast. So without knowing who the the woman character is, do we want to say that it's uh, Frank Barone that doesn't matter, or it doesn't sure. matter? Sure. That's that's our guess. That is correct. Hey, see, you turned you turned these ones away. <laughs> yes, Valerie Cherish was Lisa Kudrow's character, not in Web Therapy as you thought, but in The Comeback. In her show, The Comeback, because Web okay. Therapy, it's like, yeah, that that wasn't as as as, as you know, that was a a web series. So, well, so that's why I wondered when I said it, I was like, that doesn't feel right. But yeah. I totally forgot about the the comeback. 
Most people did. <laughs> Harsh. Harsh. The the original question had like a whole bunch, like it was all uh, Lisa Kudrow characters, and it's like, man, she's done nothing of real consequence since Friends. <laughs> so uh, so then I then I was like, okay, well, what about other? So and I was very close to instead of Valerie Cherish, including um, Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, oh, because yeah. of course he played himself in episodes. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, and I wondered about him being, because uh, he had that, uh, the what was that Brit series where he played himself? That That's was episodes. episodes. Yeah. Oh, right. Got it. <laughs> well, hey. All right. Uh, so that was, uh, when the dust settled, I've got eight to six. Was it eight or nine? I may have missed. I don't know if I added the Woodstock question. Any way you slice it, you guys. Yeah, we lost. Again. Yeah, it was a close game. It was close. Yeah. Well done. So you're just going to have to cut me loose. I'm slowing you down. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way that goes. Because, like, this, this last question where it's all current TV shows, like, I didn't know any of them. So, I think you're, you're better with TV than I am. It's, uh... That's it's crazy. Those were those were interesting. If you can, if, if you know who you're naming, then it gets interesting to figure it out. If you don't know who the people are, oh, yeah, then it's like what means nothing. Blind man's bluff. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> only because I remembered, and I didn't even watch everyone. Everybody loves Ryan with any regularity. I just enough to know the last name of the family, and, okay. and it's all you needed. And and Scott went down the right track where he was like, "There's two of them that are friends cast members, yeah. and we yeah. know that guy isn't." So yeah, yeah, well, you guys put that together. Nice. There's like because that was Ray's last name on the show. I'm like, no, it was Romano. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> no, yeah, don't he, say he that didn't. Out loud, you're gonna get made. <laughs> he he didn't get. He did. They didn't go full Danza on him. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> hey. uh, well, this was fun, everybody. This was it was delight. fun. I had a good time. Thank I you. I love good trivia, even though I usually lose for some friggin' reason. Well, you have this idea in your head that I'm like good at this, but again, I'm all for two. I don't know if it's well, the best it's team member for you. It's because every time you and I play trivia, you kick my ass. What's coming into crystal clear focus here is that I'm not as good at trivia as I like to think I am. Well, <laughs> Oy. it's because hey, it's because I gave uh, you those uh, that those questions from the. The uh, decade packs the other week, and it gave you a false sense of security. <laughs> he builds me up so that he can knock me down. It's Lucy right. in the football. So it's football. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, totally yeah. is. Maybe this we'll time. <laughs> you'll, you'll enjoy it. Let's take one more try. Yeah, no, I won't pull the football out this time. Uh, should we uh, cover some pop of the weeks here? Yes. Why don't you lead us off, sir? Oh, please don't, because I don't know what I'm saying yet. Oh, okay. Then, <laughs> I, then I will lead off. And um, my pop of the week is Two Distant Strangers. It is uh, an Oscar-nominated short film that is written and directed by uh, Trayvon Free, who is a former Daily Show writer. Um, and it's kind of like a dark side of Groundhog Day set against the whole ongoing issue of police brutality toward people of color. 
Um, so it's on Netflix, so you can check it out easily, and it's worth checking out. Um, and the the uh, lead actor is a guy named Joey Badass. Um, I I wasn't familiar with him, but he's apparently on the show Power, um, which people apparently watch. Uh, I am I am not one of them, <laughs> but he's great. I might I might start. Um, and and basically, he is a guy who just wants to get home to his dog. If only the cop standing outside his girlfriend's apartment building would just quit killing him, and uh, and so the whole thing resets like a like a Groundhog Day loop. And, um, as, as, uh, you know, and, and, um, it's, they, he, he takes a, a, a couple of really interesting angles on it that, uh, that are, are yeah. Uh, anyway, so, um, you know, this idea that, uh, of, you know, who knows that they're in the loop and who doesn't and that sort of thing. And, um, it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's like a half hour film and uh well worth the watch so that is my pop of the week two distant strangers and uh where did you is this available anywhere on netflix oh beautiful yeah so you you could you could you could watch it right after this if you wanted or tomorrow <laughs> but or or the day after that scott you could even even two days after you could still watch I'm, that I'm, I'm hearing i have options which you is have choice sir you have choice and uh it and yeah but it's it's a good watch i um i i've been hearing uh, it it's been sort of all over a bunch of podcasts that i listen to a lot of people talking about it uh larry wilmore and trayvon free are good friends from their daily show days and uh so he had him on uh last week talking about it and i thought oh i, I gotta check this out and then i learned it's on the netflix so uh yeah well worth watching again it's called two distant strangers that's cool yeah. Uh, does anybody else have one they want to do or uh, I just finished binging um, I May Destroy You Ooh. which is on Crave and but it's a British show uh, written and uh, act starring and produced by Michaela Cole and um, it's a drama though the shows are half an hour Um and the premise is she's a writer who has her drink spiked um, and is raped in a, in a bathroom, but her, she doesn't remember. She just has flashbacks initially, and it's sort of... So the beginning episodes are about her figuring out what happened, and then the subsequent episodes are about just her dealing with the trauma and the aftermath and everything. But it's just a really, really good show, very well done, and very much um, feels like a novel as you're, as it plays out. Like, it. You know, I typically would watch a couple of episodes and I, and you know, when you're reading a really good novel, you sort of occasionally when you're not reading it, you'll sort of think about it throughout the day and go, I really mm -hmm. want to get back to that. And kind of, and that show very much gave me that same feeling and sort of the, the way it, the narrative unfolding of it felt very much like a, like a really good book. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, it was a really, really good show. Uh, and I would recommend it. Excellent. It's pretty Any awesome. Pack. It's a it's a tough it's a tough watch, but yes. it but oh, it is devastating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it is you know, like you say, the the fact that it still draws you back to it, um, it you know, just shows how 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 solid it is. I mean, yeah, she's mm -hmm. she's great. I um yeah. yeah, that added her to the list of like I need to watch anything she's in. Well, it's interesting though, because you know, I then after you see something you like, you Google the people who make it and stuff, and she, her previous project had been a comedy. 
a comedy series yeah. and and the premise of the show is something that actually happened to her so in in i may destroy you she's a writer who is in the midst of writing a book when this happens to her and she was in the midst of writing for her first tv show when this happened to her in real life so it's like the, the, there are a lot of parallels there yeah yeah wow yeah it's not an easy light show but it's you know a very high quality show for sure no it's uh, it sounds excellent and it's mm-hmm. just i both of these are things I'd never even heard of, and I'm <laughs> loving that. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, Excellent. Murray? Yeah, I've just been listening to the Umbrella Academy soundtrack, which isn't really a thing, but I just went and found all the songs and, and uh, put them on my playlist. Soundtrack. I made my own mixtape. <laughs> That's awesome. What's uh, What's on it? Uh, Give me some of the hits. What is on it? Uh, let me pull up my playlist. Is this uh, a combination of both seasons, or is it just the first season? No, I only like the music from the first season. The second season did not do anything for me. Mm-hmm. I liked the, the story. I just didn't like the music. Uh, let me see. we got the Kinks picture book. We've got... Um, oh, that cool... Um, uh, well, they've got uh, They Might Be Giants, Istanbul, Not Constantinople. They've got Run Boy Run, Goody Two Shoes, Don't Stop Me Now. Oh, there's that one. I think you're alone now. I think you're alone now. They do this real cool version of that one. What else have they got? I remember it was the first episode. Was it, was it Dancing by Myself that they did where they showed the view of the whole house? Uh, I think that's, I think you're alone now, uh, or I think we're alone now. Yeah. I yeah. think we're alone now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What else have I got on there? Oh, sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. <laughs> Bay city rollers, Saturday night, hazy shade of winter. It's cool. I like it. Right on. That's fantastic. Bravo, sir. I, I am a big fan of uh, making your own soundtracks for things. I did uh, uh, years ago. I did one for for Alias, and uh, when we did our our finale night party for Buffy, I made uh, mix CDs of songs with that appeared over the course of the seven seasons, and uh, put them all on, and gave you the reference for which episode they were featured in, and. That kind of thing. That would be good. Buffy had some great like music. Spoken yeah. quotes between them, and it was uh, it was fun. It was funny. I was unemployed at the time. Don't know if you can tell. <laughs> 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 um, mine is uh, there's a little show hiding on Fox that uh, um, I don't know that a lot of people have caught going by yet. Called the Moody's. Uh, it's Dennis Leary oh, yeah, and Elizabeth nice. Perkins yeah. playing adult empty nesters whose three kids all move home. And uh, one of the kids is uh, uh, Jay Parachel, uh-huh. or however the hell you say his name. And uh, it's funny. It's a, a single cam, uh, family family comedy sitcomy kind of thing. Seems to have the seems to have that tone of like 
kind of early Roseanne minus the laugh track. Um, and I mean, Dennis Leary is, is just funny. I, I love good cranky old man humor. <laughs> the second episode starts with him entering the kitchen to see his three adult children sitting around his table, eating his food, enjoying his gas heat, and generally taking up his space. And he says, and now I'm going to go to the fridge to find out if there's enough cream for my morning coffee. And if there is not, I will figure out which one of you it is. And then I will have two adult children living with me in my home. <laughs> he comes back carrying the little coffee there the little creamer and he shakes he goes oh this doesn't look good and he starts pouring it out really slowly into his cup he's like no no well oh maybe (laughs) good news we're still a family of five (laughs) (laughs) and that was that was enough that was the that was the real hook of okay i will i will watch more of these did you see the christmas season (laughs) sorry did you see the the one from uh, christmas a couple of years back no. Yeah. So that this is the second season. Uh, they did. This they is? yeah. They did it. Um, it was a, a, a basically a show leading up to Christmas. It was oh. uh, yeah. It was like Christmas with the Moody's and oh, uh, Christmas. And um, they uh, so they had that. Um, I, well, not not this year, obviously. So yeah, it would have been like Christmas of nineteen. And um, and yeah, it's it's. I mean, I love me some Dennis Leary, and uh, it is. Uh, it's a fun show and the, um, yeah. So there you go. Something to dig for. No kidding. eh? I didn't even realize that this was a second season. Huh? Well, now I got to find it. Ooh, I'm off on an adventure. Everyone. Yay. Lunch. Here I go. (laughs) Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the, the Moody's. Um, I, apparently there's more to this than I've already come to share. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was back until yesterday. And, um, and, and, and so I, I need to get caught up on it because, uh, I didn't realize that they were doing a second season and, uh, cause it was set up. I didn't the, realize there was a first season. It was, so it, well, it, it, it wasn't set up to be a season. It was set up to be a limited series. And, um, <laughs> Obviously, it did well enough to uh, to have them do more. So, I just think it's yeah. hilarious that we have a pop culture podcast. I didn't know this thing had a first season. You didn't know it had a second season. Well, there you have <laughs> it. There's something in there that suggests that we've got complementary pockets of ignorance that can get us through this together, but none of it sounds overly impressive. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, if you know about a possible third season of the Moody's, you can uh, email that to us at poppincrap at gmail.com. Uh, we are also available on Twitter at Pop and Crap. That's P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P, which is also where you can find us on the Facebooks. Uh, just put in the searchy box, Pop and Crap, P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P. It'll take you right to us. Also, you can head over to our website, popandcrap.com, and leave a comment on this or any episode. Hey, Murray and Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us and, uh, My pleasure. and making this uh, a fun night. It's so great when when people are on and and the the trivia ones I think are always fun and I think people really dig them a lot. They <laughs> they play well, they play universally, and they play forever. So uh, thank you so much. And, and someday maybe I will make myself proud on this little podcast. <laughs> the day might come. I would hope Rather you always than... make yourself proud. And <laughs> it's just this, this millstone around your neck that you try to drag through these uh, competitions that slows you down. <laughs> Yeah, you're always my team VIP. <laughs> Thank <MVP>. you. <laughs>
All right. Well, I have already done all the all the uh, bits and pieces of housekeeping. So, Scott. And if you can't reach us on any of those ways, you can always try calling us at one eight hundred pop crap. But until next time, it's all just pop crap. <laughs> <laughs>